Dig up that old fossil. We'll get to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. And it's been a, a kind of a tumultuous week in Star Wars news. We're going to get into a lot of it, uh, Kenton. But what have you been up to other than watching Star Wars, I guess, The Bad Batch, which is the only thing coming out right now. Other than that, what have you been up to, Kenton? Well, I got two things for you. Uh, Patty Jenkins, who is going to be directing Rogue Squadron, um, directed a fine piece of celluloid called Wonder Woman 1984. And when I say <laughs> fine, I mean terrible, which I finally saw now that it's free. And what a piece of garbage that is. Um, so do you, I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to spend uh, two well, minutes talking about did Wonder we talk, Woman I think I feel like we talked not. about it in Meteors a little bit when I saw it back around yeah. Christmas time. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's awful. It's it's like night and day compared oh. to the first Wonder Woman. Like that, I honestly, yeah. and I see it. And, I, and it's funny because I see it, it right now. It's in like stores, like the DVD is on sale and you see these big, retail displays for it and i'm looking at it going that looks cool like wonder woman looks cool in her gold thing that she's wearing with all the wings we what's the purpose of that we don't really find out uh but uh it was it's not a good movie it really isn't well i was excited that she was going to do rogue squadron until i saw i think she'll be fine direct like direction wise it's fine it's the script it's the script and the story that are the issues and i don't think she wrote those um but i could be wrong yeah, the script has issues. I mean, I, you know, even on a basic level, why does it take place in 1984? No reason. Know. Why? Uh, no reason. Why, no, there is no reason. Uh, so they can have that mall scene no. at the beginning, right? Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? How does aging work on that island? You got me. You got <laughs> and how me does how, how does Kristen Wiig turn into a cat? <laughs> is my question. That's the uh, biggest thing. Like, when? When did? Why does that? Is that her wish? Is that the the cat? And of course, there is a magical wish. <laughs> there is a, the major issue with consent and the fact that they bring back uh, Trevor, which is Chris Pine's character, uh, into the body of some other guy that we never. Oh, yeah, we, we meet him at the end of the movie. But like, basically, she's been using that body for sex the entire time without him knowing about right. <laughs> something like that. It's really right. bad. And, and, and how did he explain his absence at work? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> he was absent from work. He had a note from Wonder Woman. <laughs> going i'm yeah, sorry I've been, off. My ex- I've been off saving the yeah. world i made a magical wish you're not going to believe this one <laughs> i made a magical wish and the spirit of my dead boyfriend in inhibited this guy's body for a period of two weeks please excuse him from work and that guy was happy about it that guy's pretty happy he pretty about happy it yeah I don't, I don't know he didn't seem like yeah. he, was, he didn't seem like he was missing time or anything which is weird uh and then what else you said there was a second thing yes and the second and we could talk, by the way, I enjoy talking about how much I hate that movie. So thank you for stopping it there because I could go on forever. Yeah. Um, the, sec- the second thing um, was that, I, uh, as you know, I've been playing the Mad Max video game on Xbox for three years, pretty much three years off and on. And um, it was driving me insane. I was at 99% for like a year. And I was like, where is the last percent in this bloody game? <laughs> And so I've been digging up things and I've been, I was like, it's only one. And I've looked up stuff online and nobody knows. There's all kinds of stuff online going, there's a glitch. There's a glitch. That's the only explanation. And that's why everybody gets stuck at 99%. So I was like, fine, whatever. So I was like, just about to put the game away when suddenly uh, something started firing at me. And I was like, what? This hasn't happened in a lot. I thought I was almost done the game. 
And so I find this little tiny thing and there's a dude in there and I shoot him. And, uh, and then it goes, congratulations, you reached a hundred percent. And I'm like, oh my God, that was it? I found it. So it's like a hundred percent. So, so I, so I did, I did what I needed to do. That was it. I, and, uh, and that was it. And then I picked, and then I, I broke something and then that was the end of the game. And I was like a hundred percent. Uh, and, and I was like, this is great. Now I've, I'm going to, a wealth of riches are open to me. And uh, the, the big punchline is nothing happens at 100%. You don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, and of course, now you, you're talking about these are like, it's a game like, and I, I've actually played this. I bought it on your recommendation and I quite enjoyed it. I'm not nearly as far into it as, as you are, or you, you've obviously completed it. But um, it, yeah, and that's because it's, it's, a, it's a big open world game, just like Grand Theft Auto, where there's lots of little side quests and things to get done. And those, are, I mean, obviously you'd finish the main story of the game a long time ago, but it's just a matter of going out and finding those extra little, just like you do in, in um uh grand theft auto right so there is that as well so uh well good for you congratulations on 100 percenting that game and uh <laughs> i watched uh fury road not too long ago it's a great great movie love it and it's a great and honestly that that game brings you right into it into that world and it's a lot of fun i love fury road and that's why i bought the game and but and i will say the game but the biggest compliment that i have for the game is that the sky the sun and the clouds are impeccable the way they're handled in that game. They look absolutely fantastic. Um, but remember when I vowed to never play Grand Theft Auto, I would never shoot the pigeons ever again. I would never have to shoot 10,000 pigeons or whatever it was to that were hidden in special locations. I was like, no, I'm never doing that again. Well, I did the equivalent of that, which is digging up the shit in the sand. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, it must, I was like, it must be that. So I'm driving around looking for stuff buried in the sand. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a year. That took a year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse uh, than the pigeons. There's no maps online to do it. Oh, really? So anyway, I finished. Okay, cool. Well, hey, there you go. Now what? And now, now what are you going to go? Now you need another Star Wars game. Did what you am know I that, play? Did you know that Ubisoft is working on a Star Wars game? Yeah, I think I heard that. We have a former student who works at Ubisoft here in Winnipeg, and I had him in to talk to our students this year, and because and, I, I got lots of requests from students. We know there's an Ubisoft uh, um, office in Winnipeg. We know the Crecom grads work there. We want to we want to hear from one. So I got Jackson to talk to them and he's a great guy. And he's a great student. And, and there were, and honestly, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about the star Wars thing. And then afterwards he, he messaged me. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't ask me about the star Wars game. I'm like, what star Wars game? And, and of course he can't talk about it, but they are working on the star Wars game, which is very yeah. exciting. <laughs> so we'll have to have ask him me, on. Ask me about the thing I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, cause it was just, it was recently in the news and I'd missed it. So that's why he, he thought I would ask him about it. Just like you asking Pablo about different Star Wars questions. Ask him about the thing you can't talk about. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. All right, let's talk about Star Wars. We had uh, an interesting week, as I said. Uh, I guess the big story this week is kind of this, this interview with JJ that came out uh, in which she was asked about the, the whole process of making the Star Wars films, making the, the sequel films, the two that he made. And what, uh, first of all, what is the context of this? Is this like, was this an interview for something else? Is he promoting some other movie? Or why is JJ in the spotlight right now? I've got an article up here from Entertainment Tonight Canada, and it cites no sources. It says... Uh, it says, J.J. Um, Abrams admits the latest Star Wars trilogy could have benefited from more thoughtful planning. 
And then it just says like, oh, he did two and they were sandwiched. Uh, they sandwiched Ryan Johnson's one in the middle. He explains the abrupt changes are the norm in television, et cetera, et cetera. But nowhere does it say where this, um, where this interview took place. Yeah, and I've got a piece here on Collider. Um, and it's very similar. It's like, it doesn't say where he was talking to people. So mm. weird. I know it's a weird way to write an article. <laughs> Everybody Why seems to have it. Back? So, so basically, yeah. and, it, and it's a very like reasonable explanation of what happened. It still makes the, uh, still shows us that they really did not have a plan. Like basically they brought JJ in. He was originally supposed to direct the force awakens and that was it. And then he was going to pass it on to Ryan Johnson, who was going to make his movie and then pass it on to Colin Trevorrow, uh, which never happened obviously. Cause he was fired. And this article doesn't say that it was said he left the picture, but he was fired. Right. I think fired. so. Yeah, here's and then the link that they provided. Here's why Colin Trevor was fired from Star Wars. So there you go. So so there is that. So so now what what JJ is saying in this interview, wherever this interview was conducted, is that he does like to have a plan. Uh, he feels like you should have an overall plan. They did not have one. He came into, uh, I guess he didn't know that Ryan Johnson was going to kill Snoke. Um, I guess the real question is why did Ryan Johnson kill Snoke? Right. I think I want another interview with Ryan Johnson to find out why he decided to do that <laughs> and yeah, why somebody at Lucasfilm didn't say, don't do that, please. He's our main villain. Please. We want him for another movie. Don't kill him off yet. Like, I can't believe nobody said that to him. I think, I do think there is, uh, and more, more now than ever, when I look at those three films, I do think there's an argument to be made that Ryan Johnson and, and JJ's visions did not align and they actively did things to sabotage each other. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if that's the case because as far as Ryan Johnson was concerned, Colin Trevorrow was going to be directing the third movie, right? When he started the process. So he's picking up what JJ laid down and then Colin Trevorrow was supposed to pick up what Ryan laid down. And, and I think that was, I think that obviously would have resulted in a better third movie. And I think, you know, this gut, this reaction they had to like the, the hatred of the last Jedi was a mistake. They should not. They should have stuck to what they were doing. They should have. I mean, obviously, the Trevorrow thing, I think, maybe had to do more with his other movie. What was that one, that Book of Henry, that didn't do very well and it wasn't very good? Um, but, you know, the, still, he had still done the Jurassic World movies and those are, you know, box office gold. So why wouldn't yeah. you keep keep them going? I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I also think um, JJ couldn't resist coming back to bring back the vision he had and 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 try to fix the stuff that he perceived as not working in Johnson's movie, but um, it just doesn't it doesn't hold together as a as a cohesive trilogy. No. There's no doubt about it. It's it's it's. It feels uh, like they. Could, it feels like Ryan Johnson and, and and JJ were never in a room together ever to talk about it. Right? Like it just feels like they were just completely in completely different silos, and that shouldn't be how it it, sh it should not have happened that way. It really shouldn't have. Right. Even when you look at things like the Harry Potter movies and all the other franchises, even all the Marvel movies that, you know, they make the Kevin Feige is there to make sure they all have a similar look and feel and they all tie together. And that's his job. And they didn't have that. I, I Kathy Kennedy's job. Well, I think the idea was we're going to have a lively and vibrant three movies if we don't plan, if we don't over plan. Like it's, it's sort of like a, a comedian learning the material and then delivering it like it's spontaneous. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they were trying to do. That can work, but I think they left too much, like they left it too much to will figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we introduce a hundred characters, then we have the ability to ch- change things. And it, it was just too many. But here's the problem each, characters. because the way they, they kept, when a, each director wants to make his own um, mark on the franchise. Right. So, uh, and I think that uh, JJ, you know, obviously JJ was able to do that with the force awakens. Uh, Ryan Johnson wanted to do that with, with the next one. Um, so when JJ came back, he'd already left his mark. You're right. I think you're right. He doesn't, he didn't like what, what Ryan Johnson had done and probably was pissed about Snoke dying. I think that was the biggest, um, and maybe the Luke having the attitude and throwing the lightsaber, right? The, the, I don't think that's how JJ pictured that scene ending. Uh, but that's why I like it. That's why it's good. It was cause it's different and it's not something we were expecting. Um, but yeah, it's just tough. It's a tough situation. I just can't believe they didn't have a, a bigger plan. You know, it seems like a, a no brainer. Even if if you and I were making the third film, we could have come up with a better salute, a better ending to the stuff that had been set up th- before. In the third part of the movie, you don't want to be adding more stuff, and he added way too much new stuff in that. Right? That's that was the main problem. So you, you work with what you have, work with the characters you have, and all the things that have been introduced in the last two movies. Don't give us a bunch of new planets and a bunch of new characters and a bunch of new droids and stuff to, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's the main problem, I think. Now, keep in mind, I have not seen this movie since the second time I saw it in the theater. I still have not watched the, um, the Rise of Skywalker at home. Uh, so maybe I think and now we we need to still watch it. We'll have to figure that out this summer. I think is to find some time and to watch the Rise of Skywalker and really dig into it because, um, yeah, it's been too long. And we got to take I, the good I, Star Wars with the bad Star Wars, right? We have to. For yeah. Star Wars fans, we have to. We have to accept both. <laughs> and well, watch I've both. I've watched it once at home. I've okay. watched it once at home. And and uh, the good news is, I thought the beginning went by much quicker than the first time okay. I saw it. The first time I thought it, dra- it was a little draggy, but second time I thought it moved a little breezier. But the story, the story thread holds up less well than I thought. So sure. something was a little better. Something was a little worse. And by, by God, if you're going to call it Rise of Skywalker, you bring back Luke, Luke Skywalker rises from the goddamn dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> rise of Rise of Skywalker. What there's, only that? Once, there's only you once. There's only once. Your goddamn name. <coughs> right. She's not even related to him. Like that, that title. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's and JJ's famous for talking about the mystery box and all this, like the unknown and the mystery, but that's misleading. That title is flat out misleading. And it's, it's like, it's not, you know, there's no, there's only two Skywalkers in, um, in Star Wars and that's Luke and Anakin and that's it. And so when you say rise of Skywalker, that's what I think they mean. And I, I also thought that we might see, and that could be a possibility, right? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were speculating on that, but that's not what happened. So imagine Star Trek search for Spock. We didn't find them. <laughs> Still not the best. That's of those Rise movies. of Skywalker. And there's another. There's another example of a way to, to put together a like, like going back to like the 80s when they were doing the Star Trek movies, right? Like it was completely different director, completely different story. I mean, you have a bit of a trilogy there with those like two, three, and four, I think, right? You have that where they go to find Spock or they, the Wrath of Khan where Spock dies, they find him and then they go back to Earth for that fourth movie, which is like, I think my favorite of those movies. But um, but that was like, that's, and it was completely a new project every single time. There was no need to kind of connect it together. But I guess Star Wars comes in trilogies, right? That's how we are used to consuming Star Wars. So you have to make a trilogy, although it seems that they're moving away from that now. Yeah. I saw a piece, I saw a piece the other day that, that was talking about whether or not Star Wars will even continue in trilogy form or if we're just going to go ahead with standalone movies and and series and that kind of stuff, right? Are we even going to have a trilogy again? 
I guess Ryan Johnson is still working well, on that, his. That, that is, yeah, that is technically <laughs> still a thing. Joey. All right, don't lose your temper. I'll come right back and give you a hand. The Rangers of the New Republic is no more. That is a, or I, I don't know if it's officially yes. been canceled, but it is on hold, right? What is the actual... Yeah, uh, no, no longer in active development. So this is the um, spinoff of The Mandalorian. Right. And we, I think we pretty much know why, uh, because uh, Gina Carano is, is no longer part of Star Wars. And I think that was, she was going to be the star of that show. Right? I think so. It's, that must be depressing for her. <laughs> she could have, yeah, that's a, that's a nice ticket to get, a nice job, some regular work. But she's doing her show with What's-His-Face, right? She's doing a show on some weird right-wing website, so she's fine. Uh, and her Funko Pop is still worth $75. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame because I was really hoping for Kim's Convenience uh, to be a part of this. And, and I've been watching a lot of Kim's Convenience lately. It's, it's on all the time on reruns, and it's a great show. And that guy is a great actor, and I really was hoping to see more of him. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll see more of him in The Mandalorian Season 3, maybe in The Book of Boba Fett. There's a lot of places where he can show up in this, in this world. But I was really hoping he was going to be a regular on The Rangers of the New Republic how about how about Bill Burr? I thought oh, you could. Yeah. I thought he could carry that show. He for sure could yeah, carry that like show. He, so you got them. You got Filoni as the X-wing <laughs> pilot who doesn't say very much. Yeah, grief Karga. Right. Although I mean, they gotta save some. They gotta save some of these characters yeah, yeah. for the Mandalorian. They gotta save like grief. Maybe he'll yeah. show up on that show. I guess it's not happening anymore. But maybe he could have shown up and then, you know, every once in a while. But yeah, that's it. There's there's no more. So it, I mean, it's not like they don't have a lot of other projects on the go, and that's you know. It's just interesting that they've all of a sudden kind of shelved that one. And it's months after, months, months after uh, she was fired, right? That was like, what, in the springtime when that yeah. happened? So it's just a weird kind of delayed uh, decision. But it's certainly, I don't think there's a lot of mystery here as to why it's happening. And, and quite possibly of all the shows they named, that was the one that was maybe the least exciting to me anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, again, it's a very know. vague. You don't know what it is. It, it, of all of them, it's yeah, that we knew right. we didn't know what it was going to be. So, I guess that makes it expendable. And it almost sounds like the Expendables. <laughs> While we're on the topic, I saw some cool new uh, toys at Walmart this week. Um, it's a series from the, the Mandalorian, and I should have took. I didn't take any photos, um, and I didn't buy any because they were seem very expensive. Uh, for the these are these were on a um, Mandalorian figures. They were the three and a half inch figures, not the black series. But it was uh, Grief Karga. It was, um, uh, what's the guy? What was um, Nick Nolte's character again? Kreef or whatever his name is. Um, it's got IG-11. It's got all the first season characters almost, except for Mando. And um, What's-Her-Face is not in that as well. I assume they didn't release one for her. But it's all the other uh, season one characters. And they're really, really cool. And the packaging is like, it's hilarious because they make the packaging look weathered. It's like, it's brand new. It's a brand new piece of cardboard. It looks like an old, uh, like one of your old like toys. <laughs> That's what it's meant to look like, I guess. Uh, but it's 30 bucks, 30 bucks for a three and a half inch figure is too much for me. I don't know why that they, they're that much. It seems really expensive. For one? Or for yeah, the whole yeah. package? No, for one. For one, these are individual, individual packs. Um, and they they look like your regular figures. They're not Black Series. As I said, Black Series are six inch. These are three and a half. And usually, aren't Black Series usually 30 bucks? Aren't those the, for those, right? Yes, the Black, Star Wars Black in Canada are, 
And, and even more than that, sometimes 30 to $40. Yeah. Depending on how big the figure is. Right. And, and yeah. or how much plastic they had to use, they can justify more for Jabba the Hutt than they can for uh, Bib Fortuna. But anyway, that, I thought they were very cool. I should have taken a photo and posted and I didn't, I didn't think of it at the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, those, those are, a, that's a new series that I think is out right now. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll look for it. I, you know, I almost never go to a store anymore. And, well, right and, now you can't. But but yeah, if you ever get out there, check it out. Well, Manitoba's on lockdown where we live, and uh, the and the New York Times had an article yesterday saying we're the worst, the worst in North America for COVID. You bet. You bet. So if people are wondering what the hell we're talking about, that's what we're talking about. Basically, yeah. we're in lockdown when everybody and else the- is packing arenas i don't know what's going on <laughs> and the joke is can, uh what was the joke i heard about it oh about like can we go back to being the slurpy capital instead of being the covid capital of the world because we usually are the slurpy capital of the world um but anyway. a good hockey team got a good hockey team <laughs> oh yeah They're there we go well. there we yeah, go yeah. Yeah, it's not just covid <laughs> it's okay moochie we're here to take you home Rancor is moochie. All right, and we had, of course, our, our latest ish, uh, episode of The Bad Batch this week. Uh, and I, I got to say, I am enjoying the show. I think it's, it's pretty good so far. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, you know, I do think in the past couple weeks, the episodes have been really short. And they're reminding me of The Clone Wars. And they're breezy. Um, they're, they're fun. I'd say the last couple have been had a little less kind of grit to them than what we saw earlier in the series but they're but they're fine they're good yeah and I, we, we, we're starting to see the, the series move into a bit of a formula and it is very similar to the mandalorian formula we go to a different planet we meet a different person that person gets us to do something for them and then we get what we want and we leave and it's it's the littlest hobo uh, all over again <laughs> um so and that's what happened this week and I, but i actually thought there were quite a few uh, great details in this week's episode in particular that i quite enjoyed the first of which being uh, bench pressing a gonk droid which I love that the, the big guy the big clone is like he's just doing squats with the gonk droid which I love and that gonk droid I think is, is starting to have a bit of a more of a personality uh, we saw a little bit from him today as well which I think that's going to be yeah. like I think they should bring that I want to know more about gonk droids I don't really know a lot about them other than they sit there and go gonk gonk like are they I think they're power droids aren't they supposed to be are they just a big battery I think they, they are. are I think I think that's what they do, and they walk around. <laughs> right, but it's like, so you can just ask for the battery to come to you. You don't have to carry a battery. You can just get it to walk to you. So anyway, I quite enjoyed the gonk uh, bench press part. Um, I don't know. What else? What has stood out for you? Um, uh, the, um, that's the other thing that's been happening on the show is cameos. Yes. So we had um, Fennec Shand last week, and which, uh, which is fine. I, I thought maybe that episode was a little uh, less interesting than some of the other ones. And uh, this week we had Bib Fortuna. Um, who else was in there? Uh, well, not Jabba, because Jabba, Jabba implied uh, involvement with Jabba. But I guess uh, Moochie, Moochie is, was in there. There's a cameo, because uh, I assume. So the story goes. So let's let's recap quickly, then we'll get into it. So the the, the Bad Batch shows up on this planet, and is it Ord Mandel or Ord Mantel? I believe it is. Between, that is the planet where Han Solo says the, uh, the Bounty Hunter and Ord Mandel changed my mind or something. Yes, in Empire yeah. Strikes Back. So, yeah, that's the same place. That's the place. Excellent. Where they landed. Here we go. So every place that Han very Solo familiar spaces is a plot line. That's right, and and we're, but we're getting even more of that now because we have uh, they go down there, they make a deal with what was the name of the, the lizard again? I don't remember the name of the lizard person, um, but they find a person that they their contact and they want to get this. Uh, 
what were they looking for again? I can't remember. Oh yeah, you're looking for information on Fennec Shan, right? That's that's what they're looking for, and I love it. Right. We we ran into this bounty hunter. Do you know who they are? And it's like she's wearing a helmet. You can't see her face. Like what is she supposed to do? How are you supposed to tell who that is? Um, but she does. She finds out somehow that is Fennec. Uh, but anyway, in exchange for the information about Fennec Shan, they have to go off and, and rescue a child. What they're told is a child. Uh, and they have to go off. And there's a very similar, and I thought that that scene was very similar to the, um, to when Ma uh, Mando rescues the uh, baby Yoda in the very like first episode of, of the Mandalorian, that compound, it's kind of like in the, in the, there's a bunch of junk all over the place. It looked very, very similar. In fact, I would, wouldn't be surprised if they used that set as a basis for this, like CGI or whatever they did for this episode. Um, and they, and we don't really know who these guys are. They're, they're holding uh, a couple people prisoner. And then they capture the Bad Batch, and then the little girl has to help him, which is always, you know that's going to happen, right? That's a little bit of, again, very cliche elements to this. The kid is going to be involved. The kid is going to help them out. The kid is going to save the day because we want to be, you know, appealing to the children in this show. But, um, but then it turns out the, the person they have to rescue is a, is a rancor. Moochie is a rancor, not a kid. Uh, not a whatever that kid was that that was there that they thought was who they had to rescue and not only that and they so they, they go ahead and they rescue Muchi. there's another creature that these fox people keep as uh, i don't even know have you ever have we ever seen these species before in anything I don't else think so no they're new well yeah hey somebody's gonna prove us wrong as well, well as we always know but not to my knowledge i i don't remember seeing them but um but they they are slave traders and they're basically looking to and it looks like again this is kind of a statement about what's happening in the wake of the empire um beginning is that slaving slaving is okay again <laughs> like slave trade is fine they even say that like slave is slave uh slavery is illegal in the new republic and they're like we're not the new republic or the old republic or whatever they called it we're not the, the republic anymore uh so there's that uh and then so yeah they, they have to rescue moochie uh who it turns out i think is got to be the same rancor from return of the jedi he, he yeah sadly that cute <laughs> little moochie is going to be killed by luke skywalker in about 20 years uh <laughs> Yeah. so um so what yeah what's the lesson here like moochie was a great little kid and then became vicious <laughs> like it's a sad lesson the missed opportunity here though is to have that rancor uh master guy the guy who has like the the towel on his head right the the i don't i mean that sounds awful the way i said that is that his name yeah. The one who was crying after the Rancor died, after Moochie died. Now when I go back and watch Jedi, I'm going to call that thing Moochie. Um, so <laughs> they needed to have him there. He should have been there, right? Him and Bib Fortuna. Like, I get having Bib Fortuna there immediately makes the connection with, with Jabba, and Bib is Jabba's right-hand man, and for sure he's going <laughs> to pick up baby Moochie. But they, they should have had the trainer there as well. Well, they could do a whole line of Star Wars shows where they go, whatever happened to Moochie? Oh, Luke Skywalker killed him. Oh, whatever happened to uh, to little baby Yoda? Oh, uh, uh, Kylo Ren killed him. Oh, <laughs> whatever happened to all the cute little babies like 20 years later got killed. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Were you, first of all, uh, how did you feel when you first saw the Rancor? Never mind that it was like the one that was connected to to. Uh, Return of the Jedi, did you, were you excited? Did you, first of all, did you even recognize it as a Rancor? Uh, maybe not at first. I was wondering. A few seconds. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what is that supposed to be? And then they said it, so we know. But it didn't look like, the animation style doesn't really lend itself well to that design, that creature design, I don't think. Especially because they're so trying cute. to make, he's trying to make him little cute as well. And he's, he's, yeah. he's scary in the original version. So there's that. But I, I just, you know, I, I was excited, but also I kind of like, 
I, I don't, again, I don't need them to make it Jabba's Rancor, right? It could have just been anybody. It could have, I don't, we don't need it to all tie together like this. And I don't know that that makes it a better story. Well, the episode was called Rampage. And so I, I was like, oh, oh, get ready. There's going to be a... Dwayne the looked, Rock Johnson and a gorilla. wasn't too much of a rampage. wasn't no. too much. It was pretty light rampage. No. And I don't, I don't understand how they, like, tamed it by, like, punching it. <laughs> so the big guy, there's a dominant. You have to be the dominant. So he goes, okay. And he goes, and they start punching each other. And then they just kind of, like, collapse in a heap together. And they're best friends afterwards. That's just kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. The whole uh, capturing the Rancor... I thought that could have been, uh, you know, if, if it were a live action movie, that could be like a whole action sequence. It would be hard. Imagine if they'd done that. Part. I mean, it's similar to the scene in The Mandalorian with the um, the Great Dragon, right? That would be another great scene for sure. Oh, yeah. So yeah. But part of me was like, okay, I get it. It's a cartoon. It's for kids and it's it's cute and et cetera, et cetera. But I think part of me also want to, wants to see that as a live action thing. The <laughs> horror of cat of trying to capture a rancor would be well, now uh, but now i want to know about that rancor i want to know about Muchi's life like i want to know <laughs> what what happened to turn him into the horrible monster that we see in the return of the jedi if if that is the same rancor it's because gotta for be all, for all we know uh jabba has 20 of those things yeah but why why make the choice to have bib fortuna in the in the cartoon if you're not implying that it's the same rancor and it's young you know it's gonna grow up it, it, like it's it's gotta be it's gotta be the same one well we didn't get bib fortuna going ah uh, the master will like it when i put you in the grate beneath where he sits <laughs> which is my favorite when star wars characters announce like get it hey everybody get what we're doing here <laughs> this is the person this yeah. is it yeah in a previous episode you talked about the animation style and and the um it really is a uh uh cartoon i mean i mean it it's uh it doesn't look it's got its own unique style it's not like rebels or any of those other shows it's not like clone wars it's different from clone wars um but it's and it looks really good and i'm really enjoying it and i like a lot of the creature designs most of the creature designs the rancor eh, it's okay uh but it's you know it's a lot of fun this show no it is it is and I, i'm and i said i wouldn't wouldn't watch any episodes and i've watched all of them so it, uh, it's a better show than I thought it would be. I still get irritated that the main guy looks like Rambo. It's still like, and more like Rambo than ever before, I would suggest. Well, I, yeah, and I just, again, you think about the choices behind the design of these guys, right? And it's it's not just uh, Rambo, it's all kinds of different, like Ninja Turtles, as we've talked about before, yeah. all these other properties where you have these different personality types and they're all very much in a silo and that is their personality and that's it. Um, and I don't, I don't, love that uh he's got this face tattoo i think that's a big mistake <laughs> i think face tattoos in general are a mistake but um like these guys now i didn't know that when you get the tattoo you don't think about it <laughs> i just want to know where he goes where do they go where do the clones go to get their tattoos do they do it to each other do you think i wonder how that works we've never seen that happen i don't know oh i want to know i want to know what a what a tattoo parlor in the star wars universe looks like Probably and like I want to know how much the it costs. Tattoo artist. The tattoo artist has six arms, like Dexter Jetster. It's, no, it's, it's Dexter Jetster. Yes, exactly. It's Dexter's yeah. side business. Right next to the diner, he's got his tattoo parlor, and he can tattoo three people at once because of all his <laughs> arms. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I'm not a fan. I, I have to say, I think my favorite character is turning out to be uh, the, uh, funnily enough, the big dumb guy. Um, 
and uh, and and uh, it just seems to be like he's obviously you know he's just like a kid right so he's very but he's lots of funny lines and uh it's good it's a good show i keep saying that i keep repeating myself i don't know why i'm doing that <laughs> because right. we weren't expecting it that's why we didn't we yeah right from the beginning we were like okay cartoons are for kids uh some star wars fans like them but we're not as into them as we are in the live live action but really i mean it must be good because we stuck with it all this time we've seen every episode I'm going to keep watching them now. I don't really know how many episodes there's going to be. I, I've never bothered looking that. I don't want to look, to be honest. I don't want to know because then we'll just get to the end again. I suspect it's going to be like a 10-ish episode. I don't think they're going to go 24 like they would for a normal season of the Clone Wars. It doesn't seem anymore, right? Nobody makes 24 episodes of anything per year. So um, I think it'll be 10-ish, but we'll see. And this is what, five or six? Was this one? Five? I don't remember. Uh, I think five. Uh, I could be wrong on that. But they're short. They're short now. And the first episode was uh, an hour and a half hour long. And I thought, wow, this is good. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was going to be a long series, Um, but it's not. It's actually uh, now that they're short again, it's it's um, it's very easy to watch in little bite sized pieces. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. I like what they're doing with it. I guess Loki is starting soon on Disney Plus. So there'll be that to watch as well. And uh, have you seen uh, MODOK? Have you watched MODOK? What's that? It's a new series. It's based on Modoc, you know the the villain from Marvel villain, the giant floating head with the little arms. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah guy. I know that guy. Yeah, Patton Oswalt plays him. Uh, it's an animated really? series. It's on Disney Plus. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Really? But yeah, it's like a it's like a Family Guy kind of a thing, um, but it's wow. it's with with Patton Oswalt. So that that's there's um oh, Patton Oswalt is not in the Star Wars universe, is he? Oh no, that's Marvel. Sorry, be. that's Marvel. I always mix those up. Yeah. He will be in the Star Wars universe. I, I at some point he's got to be yes. right yes, yes for sure it's got to happen anybody now, now that they're making endless movies and shows i mean everybody who's ever loved star wars including you and me mm-hmm. will get their chance to, to be in a star wars film i'm sure yeah i want to play that sharpshooter guy in live action the sharpshooter <laughs> bad batch guy <laughs> i got the glasses so i thought you could do i thought you could go for the you could go for the um little the Echo guy, uh, Echo, I think his name is the half half robot guy. You could just a little oh, that guy. make yourself a little, or you could do cosplay as Lobot. You could really could. I mean, I could. I'm not making any bald jokes here. I'm just stating a fact. Uh, no, but you're right. That's who I would. <laughs> if I had a choice, that's who I would go. You know what the for, best, for the best part about the Lobot thing, and I, I hate to bring of Lobot again. I know that we, it's our favorite character, but when you say uh, in that clip that I put on TikTok, when you say he has great taste in dress slacks, and I timed it so that we get a full shot of his outfit, it's not slacks. It's more of like a jumpsuit with with a puffy shirt. He's got a it puffy is. shirt just like in Seinfeld. It's like crazy. He's got these big puffy arms. And uh, I don't think anybody notices that about Lobot. Like his his outfit, shoes, right? Yeah, his outfit comes right out of the 1970s, I swear. Like, he didn't even yeah. change coming, <laughs> coming to the set. They just put the thing on his head and that's it. You're ready to go. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I never even thought. You're right. It is a jumpsuit. It's not dress slacks. And white patent <laughs> shoes. Like, we should actually, now that, now, thanks to COVID, we've got lots of time to uh to assemble lobot outfits i think i think you and i should go as lobot for an upcoming halloween you could be lobot with hair it doesn't matter <laughs> or, no i would do the ball i would do the ball cap i would do the full would you do it you'd yeah, go sure. all in sure i know oh, that's pretty good. i guess going all in would be shaving your hair not wearing them yeah no i'm not i'm not doing that anyway anything else we should talk about before we wrap things up today no i think that's it for this week that's gonna do it for this episode of the star wars nerds i'm dan vadabonker 
I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. This is a better word. Where did you dig up that old fossil?